because I always wondered why he never had videos from in the race, but I guess that makes sense. You just can't can't do that. Like Cross, he doesn't have any because he would. He films every. He made a video about the amateur Nats time trial. I I asked him. I was like, dude, is that like a joke? Like, are you joking? Is that video? Is that like a meme video or something? Didn't he not? No, it's a legit video. I'm like, what? Who is watching that? Didn't he not even do that well in it? I mean, no. But did you do expect it? He was like on like a borrowed bike and shit, and he had a GoPro on his head. What up, party people? Welcome back to the Bonk Bros Podcast. This week, we kicked things off with mountain bike nationals that took place this past weekend in Winter Park, Colorado. There were some surprising and not so surprising results that we cover. None of us were able to be there, even had the chance to catch up with anyone who was. And to add some chaos to the matter, Flow Bikes dropped the ball in the coverage again. So all of our takes are kind of from a bird's eye view, mostly looking through Instagram feeds and results sheets. So don't give us too much flack if we kind of mess things up. After that, I get into the breakdown of the Nepomuk Gnarly 100. What's that? You've never heard of the Nepomuk Gnarly before? Yeah, neither had I, but I'm sure glad I found out about it before race day because this was an experience I will never forget. Not only did I get to spend the first half of the race in the early break with gravel legend Adam Roberge, who by the way is just a class act, he's about as good as they come, but it was really the off the bike experience that uh, truly set this race apart. They had pre-race snacks, plenty of neutral aid stations, post-race activities for the whole family including food trucks, train rides, bouncy houses, street dance, etc. Man, it was just awesome. Put this one on your calendar, folks. Big things are coming to the small town of Pisic, North Dakota in the future. We round out the show with some truly entertaining listener questions, so stick around to the end for that. And please keep those questions coming. They truly add some pleasant color to each episode, and we love hearing from y'all. Until we get the Bonk Bros socials going, just hop on the Instagram machine and drop us a DM. You can find Scott at Scott McGill Jr., myself at Adam Saban 6 or Dylan at Dylan Johnson. All right, that's it for the intro. Let's get this Bonk Pros party started. Crack it open. Bush. Is that yeah, non-alcoholic? Is that no, non-alcoholic? It's, it's Coors Light. Oh, okay. I thought you didn't drink during race season. Well, there's no non-alcoholic beer in the fridge. <laughs> right. That sounds like a problem. Yeah. Have, have Adam, you had this Adam, one, though, What Scott? are you drinking? I got the Lagunitas Hoppy Refresher. Mm. No, I've never had that. Is that like some Ferdy bullshit or something? No, dude, it's it's, it's just hops. It, it it looks. I think it's, it's marketed as bottle. like. Well, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so isn't the light bad for the beer? Again, I don't know if it's not. There's no alcohol not, in it, dude. It's non-alcoholic <laughs> beer. Like, can it yeah. still like skunk though? I don't think so. It it hasn't. Right. I mean, it's fine. Like Corona. It's um. They, they, I think it's marketed as like hop water, so it's like a, it's like a hoppy hop fizzy. Water. Yeah, hop water, dude. Uh, that athletic brewing company makes a like uh, a seltzer that's got hops in it or something. Hop flavor. Sounds oh, I didn't know horrible. that a seltzer. Isn't that what non-alcoholic beer is? Hoppy <laughs> seltzer. <laughs> I I guess, but like the bush, the bush non-alcoholic, which Adam's a big drinker of, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's basically like beer Lacroix. So you guys oh, for both, sure. yeah. you guys both regularly drink non non alcoholic beer. Yeah, all all the time. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I I probably only have like thirty alcoholic beers a year, mm. and that's usually over like a two month span. 
And the rest of the year, I just drink non-alcoholic stuff. All right. It's fine. Well, that's 30 more alcoholic beverages than I have per year. You don't have any beers at all? I never really got into drinking. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds fun. Probably good. I just do crack. <laughs> <laughs> um, sweet. Hey, Scott, you got any updates on the World Cup? Uh, yeah, I'm not doing it. What? When I was gonna, I was like into it and everything. Like I got in, and but then uh, we're going to this race in Portugal, like right after, and I didn't want to like crash, crash, or like. When have you ever been? I I honestly just don't want to do it. (laughs) I was like, do I even want to do this? Yeah, I mean, I don't. So I'm not gonna do it. It does kind of suck going to one of those races and absolutely getting shafted. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, I don't want to just go do it just to like do a world cup. I'll but start isn't like back. Isn't yeah, that what last you year when, when, when you did the cross world cups, like you, did you do two of them or three of them or something? Right. I did three of them. You did all three of them, but you were like, you were on a heater during that time. So like you had and legit then I potential. Get a bunch of points. Like I was trying to get points for cross to like yeah, make it yeah. to the world. Mm-hmm. Like there was an actual goal. Like this would literally be, to do the thing, which I, I don't mm-hmm. want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather like just stay at home and and sleep in my own bed and get ready for this race in Portugal. Hey, Scott, how, how far are you from Frederick, Maryland? Like an hour and a half. That's pretty close. You going to do marathon yeah. nationals? Yeah, I think I'm going to come out for marathon nets. Nice. Scott, are you, are you doing, doing it? It's like the same weekend as uh, Big Sugar, which is the last race of the Lifetime Series, so probably not. Oh. It's not the same day, but it is the same weekend. Do it. Well, yeah, I and mean, they're like pretty far away Do you have away no excuse then? <laughs> I would have to like get on a red-eye flight and then do the race. And <laughs> what is the, oh, is the, is Marathon Nats on Sunday or something? I think so. Okay. Could be wrong. I could be wrong. It might be. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I literally just thought about it yesterday, so... Scott, I feel like if you did Marathon Nationals, you have a potential of winning. I, I yeah, might dude, you do should it. do it. Let's let's do it together. I'll see what I'm doing then. Who knows? Okay. I think it's the Maybe same it, weekend as uh, Cincy. Yeah, but I'd rather just do Marathon Nationals. Hell maybe yeah. if uh, maybe if I'm completely out of contention in the Lifetime Series, I'll do it. But hopefully that's dude. Not then the you case. get disqualified from the Lifetime Series, though. <laughs> Well, you only ha- you can miss one race, right? Yeah, but no, no the, the last cannot. one is mandatory. See, how no. do we know this, and you don't even know? That? <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not doing marathon nationals, which is unfortunate because I grew up riding those trails, and they're pretty fun. And I would love to do a national championship race there, but you know, I don't know. I've never ridden there. You've never ridden there. It's an hour no. and a half from your house. That's kind of far to go mount. Like I, I'm not. I don't drive to ride. I, I, <laughs> I agree with that. I don't. Drive yeah, I have. Tra- I have like 30 <laughs> miles of trails, like half a mile from my house. I'm not going to drive. That's actually that's like one of my biggest regrets when I moved away from the front range of Colorado. Was I, I was the same mindset. Like I never wanted to drive to go ride my mountain bike somewhere. So I missed mm. out on like a ton of sick mountain biking. But I also had sick yeah. mountain biking out the front door. So just never did it. Fortunately, all the sick mountain biking that exists in North Carolina is right outside of my front door. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> Dude, maybe maybe they'll do uh, 
one of the national championships down there soon. That would be so sick if they had a they they couldn't do it because I think they're they have like a field limit of two hundred people or something if you want to oh, do a race a national in Pisco. forest. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But it would that would be dope. I think uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if next year uh, XC Nats are in uh, Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. That's my speculation. Well, at least they'll be at low altitude, right? Totally. And it's in like the middle of the country, so it's mm-hmm. like I don't know. It's like the only place in the middle so, of the country you'd really. So have you're it, saying right? so you're saying more people can get to it? Is that, is well, that the point yeah. you're trying to make? I guess. Yeah. It's yeah. Why? You know, should just have it in Hawaii. Make it completely, completely hard to get to for everyone. Scott, are you going to go to Pan Am's this year? I have no idea. It's in Costa Rica. I'll like decide the week before if I do it. <laughs> no way. You're not going to decide to go to Costa Rica the week before. It can be done. Why? <laughs> some flights. <laughs> I guess. Did you do Pan Am's last year? Yeah. It was in Texas, though. Okay. Yeah. And you, didn't you take second? No, I was fourth. Oh, yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. What a, what a terrible <laughs> result. <laughs> <laughs> all right what do we what do we got this week well we should probably start by talking about uh mountain bike nationals right since we're on the topic yeah, yeah let's do it yeah i mean uh probably to be expected keegan completely dominated the men's race although not completely right because yeah, well, Ble- because blevins was there right yeah so uh he pretty much dominated blevins though in the XC well, race, no, but that wasn't expected. I, I didn't expect it. Yeah, what? What did you? What did? It's not Adam, expected. Did you Adam, watch what, it, Adam? I watched. A, a, I went back and watched a bit of it. Yeah, you got flow bikes. I do. Yeah. See, I don't have flow bikes. Mm. If if USA Cycling would not put all the national championships on flow bikes, way more people would watch. just make it free. It used to be free. You used to be able to yeah. watch it on YouTube. The coverage. The coverage was not great, but. You know, I guess they're working with what they got. But yeah, I mean, Adam, like before the race, if you had to make a prediction, who do you think the winner would have been? Blevins. I I agree. And then I was pretty shocked that Keegan just kind of like rode away with, from him like 30 minutes into the race. Probably not. I, mean, I, I was more shocked that freaking Eric Bruner was keeping up with Blevins. I mean, Bruner's mm-hmm. super strong, but he doesn't he doesn't race mountain bikes very often. Blevins is doing it's the true. World Cup scene. So I don't true. know if Blevins was just on a bad day or something. Yeah, hard to say. I think that what this means is that uh, Keegan has to has to give World Cup racing another shot. I mean, how could he not? You know what I mean? Do, um, do you when, think that wait, like is he going to do a, is he going to do snowshoe? Anybody know? Uh, mm, I don't sure. think so. I haven't heard anything about it. Um, he might, maybe, maybe last minute he'll go over there. But do you, Dylan, do you think that he's seeing a huge like bump in ability right now, just from all the training he's doing for the lifetime series? Possibly. I think if you look at his Strava, um, I think he's done more volume this year than he ever has. Uh, I could be wrong about that. I mean, I didn't, I don't follow his training that closely, but. Um, you know, maybe that's the reason why he's so much stronger this year because he he did 
way more training this year. And probably, you know, his his thinking was like, there's a lot of high volume races on the calendar, so I need a lot more volume. Or maybe that, you know, it's his coach's thinking. Uh, and maybe it's just contributing to higher overall fitness in general, even for an hour and a half race. Yeah, I mean, I know Blevins wouldn't have had any time to go acclimate. You know, he he came back from from Europe pretty much just Although, to race. Isn't uh, isn't Andorra, which was the last Andorra was the last World Cup, right? I'm not. Yeah, I guess that's, I mean, that's fairly high. I think it's not, I don't think it's 9,000 feet, but yeah, it's probably seven, something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess that's true. He would have been somewhat acclimated from that. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, he's just so impressive this year. Uh, the fact I, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins every single lifetime event or not like, like he didn't win unbound, but he was the fastest lifetime rider, second place overall. I wouldn't be surprised if he not only is the fastest lifetime rider at the rest of the races, but just straight up wins the rest of the races. I mean, Leadville is is got Keegan written all over it. Then after that, it's Shaguamagon, which is <laughs> a forty mile mountain bike race. That's probably Keegan too. And then if he is doesn't that how you a, pronounce that thing. Schwam again. Yeah. Dude, I got so many comments on, on my video where I like talked about the lifetime series and how I was going to train for it. I, I butchered it even worse in that video, but (laughs) what is that race? I've never even heard of that. Dude, you should come do it. It's pretty sick. You would, you would like it a lot. Actually. It's a, it's a 40 mile point to point race in like upper Wisconsin. Uh, it's on mountain bikes, mostly forest roads and snowmobile trails. So there's no like real single track and it's not like super technical. It's technical cause you're like riding 20 some miles an hour in a pack on pretty rugged terrain. But like, if you Hard. were to just go ride the course by yourself, like there's nothing that's technical on it. Yeah. Hardtail course, right? Uh, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to run cool. a hardtail this year. Sweet. I got a hardtail for Leadville. Um, I'm going to be honest, I pre-rode Leadville and I wouldn't say that it's an obvious call to run a hardtail or a full suspension. It's actually pretty bumpy. It's not technical, but it's bumpy. Yeah. I think it just depends on what, uh, like your, like what deficit you're trying to fill. Like if you need more ability to climb faster, mm-hmm. then just go with the hardtail. But if, if climbing yeah. is not a uh, you know if climbing is not going to hold you back and you want to make sure you can rip the descents and be comfortable, then the full suspension. Yeah, for sure. Um, cool. But anyways, yeah. yeah. So so back to Keegan. I mean, yeah i I was not expecting him to go off the front and win by two minutes. Mm-hmm. I also wasn't expecting Howie to be there. I thought that was like the most impressive ride of any of them. Yeah. Yeah, if Howie uh, if Howie gets some some training under his belt between now and Leadville, he could be a threat. Um, that seems like he's already been training. So, yeah, that's super cool to see. Because it was weird. He uh, it almost seems seemed like he was going to retire uh, a couple of years ago, and he he didn't really retire, but he definitely took a step back. Um, but he's in the lifetime series now, and he's he's been racing a fair bit so yeah and and it's hard to tell like you know i don't know if he's like 
fired up about the racing yet. It's it's kind of hard to know if he's just doing it to do it or if he's doing it because he's like really pumped about it. But it seems like yeah. based on based on the way his results are going and like his fitness is coming around, like he's got to be kind of stoked on it because he's riding so much better now than he was like earlier in the year. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And I mean, back in four or five years ago, he was our, he was our biggest uh, promise for uh, like World Cup stuff. So, yeah, um, won't take much for him to get back into it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, in the women's race, Sevilla won, and it's her <laughs> first year in elite. So, any anytime that happens, uh, it's definitely like you know the thought is okay is this is this america's next like big deal you know what i mean like first year elite you win nationals is this going to be a future world cup winner you know et cetera, et cetera. um i think uh was kate courtney second is that correct um i can't remember if she was second or third let me pull it up quick is uh is she in the lifetime series? Severely? No, uh, she did not get picked. Wow. <laughs> it's gnarly. I mean, personally, like if I'm her, I'm thinking you gotta focus on focus on World Cups, focus on XE racing. Yeah, before she goes yeah, to like the retirement league. The lifetime <laughs> series. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, see how long it's taking you to find the results, Adam? Yes, Kate Courtney's Bullshit. second. <laughs> mm, yeah. Kate, Gwendolyn Gibson but, third, correct? Yeah. And she's first year elite, is that correct? I mean, correct. I don't know if you can see her yep. age, but yeah. Yeah, dude, that's a young podium. Yeah, I mean, Sevilla won by a minute 43. That's a huge yeah. gap. Yeah, I mean, that's like the kind of gap that Keegan had in the men's race. Yeah. Does, uh, does, she, does she live at altitude? Does she like... So she, yeah, so her, so she, her and, uh, Cole Patton are like mm-hmm. dating or whatever their thing. So, and they're both from <laughs> Dur- Durango they're dating or whatever. <laughs> uh, they're both from Durango cool. or at least that's where they like yeah. they call home. Sure. Durango. Sure, sure. Gotcha. And yeah, Durango, I, mean, I, I think, Durango's I think that like was even, 7, that was even bigger feet. of an, of a result. I thought than Keegan, like I, I, I mean, I don't know. I just would expect like Kate Courtney comes home and whoops up on everybody. Yeah, I don't. You know, Kate Courtney obviously had uh, an incredible, like, inc- an incredible two seasons a couple years ago. I forget what years those were exactly. Where she, you know, won the world championships and then, um, and then you know, World Cup wins. Um, and it seems like she's been kind of struggling to find the forms since then. What I will say is that. Uh, like, I'll, you know, sometimes I'll go into the pink bike comment sections, which are always toxic, but, and they're, they're always like, they're always shitting on Kay Courtney. And the thing about racing at that level is the margins are so small that even if you're, if you're 1% off of your best or 2% off of your best, which is not a lot, I mean, that's, that, that could be the difference between winning and not being in the top 10, right? So, I don't know. Like it, it's probably only one or 2% that she's missing. Right. But, but that one or 2% is critical. Yeah. And maybe, you know, same thing with Blevins, you know, the extra travel coming from back from Europe, 
know, mm-hmm. they're doing the World Cup scene over there, traveling a bunch. So maybe maybe just excess fatigue from traveling stuff. Sure. And like the pace is different, you know, like yeah. World Cup race. I mean, it's like, you know, it's max effort from the gun. This, I mean, yeah. it's it's super hard from the beginning, but um, not near the competition. You know, they're they're used to in the World Cup stuff. It's also an old school style like ski resort type course where you're climbing and then descending. Correct. Yep. So. Yeah, it seems like a good course for Keegan. <laughs> yeah, Scott should have been there, man. No, I'm so glad I didn't go. <laughs> there was only, you know, I was texting you guys that there was 188 17 18s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was only like 30 some elite men. 30, I know, 36. dude. So yeah. what? Is, what is up with that? That's got to be one of the smallest uh, elite men's fields in a long time. I think there was like almost like a, a little boycott, like people who didn't like. Like people weren't just gonna go to go because it sucks because it's so high in elevation, right? Dude, I was so I was looking at the results and um I don't want to I don't want to say that I would have gotten top ten because XC racing is not really my jam and I've not been training for hour and a half races. But the people that were finishing in the eighth place to twelfth place range are people that I generally finish with, and I was like. I was like, dang, <laughs> like maybe I should have thought about doing it. Yeah. But then there was 108. They had to do heats for the 1718. So is that just because of Nika? Cause Nika is so popular right now. And must be, I don't know. Like, Adam, you know anything about that in Colorado? Cause if it's in, you know, there's a big Nika league in Colorado. I could see it, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's part of it. You know, there's a lot of juniors high school age that are, that are racing now. Uh, I mean, the interesting thing, though, is, there, you know, like if you look at the men's field for the U23, which, you, you know, you'd expect that some of those juniors would keep graduating up. There were only like 63 mm-hmm. in the men's and in the women's U23, there were only 21. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like they so, got to figure out some way to bridge that gap. You know, it's like what happens to the other hundred juniors yeah. when they go to college? Maybe they all so, do the Cat 1 or, like, the other thousand categories USA Cycling seems to come up with at Nationals. <laughs> We've got these yeah. non-championship races and shit. And it's like, what? what is this? They're just begging for entry fees. Yeah, they want to make as much money as possible. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we were talking about earlier whether or not a, a Cat 1, you know, 25 to 29 should get a jersey. Um, we don't necessarily need to bring up that conversation again, but, <laughs> uh, there's definitely, there's definitely like every national champion, the fact that they break it into five year increments, right. Um, I, I think that 10 year increments probably makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Like what's the difference between like a 19 to 24 and then like a 25 to to 30 or whatever, like, <laughs> shouldn't that be in the same category? Yeah. Or, or the difference between I don't know thirty to thirty five and thirty five to forty. It's like well, you're yeah, already just like in your twenties is when you're the best. The twenties, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, dude, I'm hoping that the thirties are the best. <laughs> I, I I think that for endurance sports, the peak is late twenties to early thirties. Yeah, and then the longer the race is, the more it favors 
older people. So I haven't peaked yet. How old no, are you, you're Scott? Not even close. Twenty twenty-three. Yeah, dude, you're gonna you got like three years, four years. Probably more than that. Nice. So if you don't make it to the world tour, I'm gonna be pissed. Uh anything else from nationals? I mean I, I didn't follow any of the other disciplines, like downhill or <laughs> Yeah, I it's like I, we could talk about the short track. I didn't really follow the other disciplines either. I guess I should have, but <laughs> um, I mean, slalom's a joke. Didn't so... win slalom? <laughs> Who did? Uh, this guy that we know. <laughs> <laughs> well, he won the cat one, like you know, twenty five, tw- nineteen to twenty twenty four or whatever. Right? They made like a huge deal out of it. <laughs> did he make a huge deal out of it? I feel like he just like you know chuck the jersey on his wall and that's it dude i've got his fridge still hmm. on my porch so i got this cord light <laughs> out of yeah it's got so a from his instagram handle on it he printed out stickers of his instagram handle hmm. and put yeah, on yeah you could learn something about that scott you know what instagram yeah you just print out stickers of your instagram handle Try to bump up your numbers for when you become a gravel pro. (laughs) Sure. Okay. Hey, wait. So, okay. So I pulled up the short track results. What do you guys know what happened to Keegan on, on Sunday? He got a flat tire. Oh, okay. Cause he was in the front group and then like all of a sudden he was just gone. Mm -hmm. Flat out. Okay. He got a flat. He still, he still finished in the top 10 though, right? Yeah. He finished eighth. Yeah. Which is crazy, crazy considering a flat tire, right? Yeah. (laughs) In a a short track race. Yeah. Um, Less than 30 minutes. Yeah. Levin's won. He still beat Carson Beckett, man. Oh, dude. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. I don't think Carson had a good weekend. Yeah, he didn't have a good Saturday, but he was he was top 10 on Sunday. So, I mean, he he had a good short track. Um, Blevins and Courtney both won the short track race. So, yeah. Which surprising. I think that makes sense. You know, I mean, they're, they're racing short track every weekend, you know, I mean, Blevins no one is else. literally the world champion in short yeah. track. So, yeah, I mean, I, Kate only won by two seconds. Mm. So did Blevins only won by two seconds. So, I mean, it still came down. Yeah, to. I, I saw, a, I saw a picture of the finish. It looked like it was a sprint. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, two seconds. I mean, it, it's, it's, I mean, Blevins had it quite a bit. I mean, he had it in the bag for sure. Yeah, that, that's quite a gap in a sprint, but yeah. 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 <laughs> Sweet. I heard that, uh, I heard, so I didn't watch the race, but I did hear that Bruner was like off the front for a minute in the short track. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was watching it and I thought, I thought he was going to stay away. Actually, he, he went off the front early. I think it was, mm-hmm. it was either end of the first lap or like start of the second lap or something. He went off the front and he looked strong. Um, but then it like started raining. So I don't know if maybe things got a little squirrely and he like messed up or something. Cause all of a sudden it, within a lap, he was back with the group and then he stayed with the group for, for quite a while. And then he fell off the group at some point. Gotcha. So yeah, I don't know what happened to him in the end. Mm. Well, I mean, going off the front probably wasted a lot of energy. So Scott, you live with him? him? Yeah. Scott, was there any road racing that went on this weekend? Um, not that I 
know anything about. Mm. Like, there's the Intelligentsia, which is like a 10-day crit series. But I don't, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I haven't watched any of it or anything. So. Why aren't you doing it? Because I don't want to do it. Well, it's like there's not a lot of prize money, and I want to get ready for this race in Portugal. So, mm, okay. What's this race in Pol- Portugal all about? Uh, it's a pretty big race. It's, it's a the, it's the uh, Portugal Grand Fondo, dude. You haven't heard about it? It's a tour of Portugal. <laughs> it's a ten day stage race. Well, you better win because you not doing all these other races in order to get ready for it. So, I mean, I wouldn't do Intelligentsia even if I was like doing nothing. <laughs> Where is Intelligentsia? Isn't that like it's close? in Chicago? That's like not that far from you. It's like 14 hours away or something like that. You can go uh, stay with my parents. You can get a free housing. I guess it's only like two grand a night in prize money or something. It's not. I total? mean, yeah, total. What? Oh, for the, Dude, for the it's whole, a, it's a huge production. Like they get hundreds of participants, like or maybe thousands of participants in that, like amateur fields and stuff. Yeah. If you were like an amateur, it's like good. Cause you can go and do 10 races in a row. Yeah. It's a lot but, of races in a row. Yeah. It's yeah, a if lot. You're, if you're getting, like trying me, to get points for upgrades or something, but yeah, I mean, if there's not that much prize money, it doesn't. Yeah, it's, that seems kind of silly. And if I just go do ten crits, I'm gonna like detrain myself. Ten crits over ten days. Yeah, that's what? Why? I don't understand. Is uh, <laughs> is Dairyland still a thing? Is that going on this year too? Yeah, that already happened. Oh, okay, cool. They put that. They put that race during both nationals. What? Makes no sense. Yeah. They would just oh, have it terrible. in like the middle of July or like beginning of July or something. Hmm. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. Sweet. Scott, have you heard anything else about crit beef? Yeah. Um. Look like Hernandez got suspended for three months. From three years. months. Yeah, three months. Jeez. No I one else though. Somewhere. Just him. Uh, I just saw that he posted on Instagram. That's wow. what I found out. Mm. So I don't know if anybody else will get suspended um, or if they'll like post. That's the only reason I know is because he wow. posted it. Right. I don't know if they well, like publish people. I mean, I would, I would think that Justin Williams would have to get three months as well. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Justin, Justin suspended as well. So it's mm. both Justin know? and Hernandez. Cause he's got Google. Yeah, I haven't Googled it. Who <laughs> saw it on Instagram? Right. Also, I saw on Instagram the um, the Legion crit is not going to happen. Do you guys know what that is? Yeah, the one where like they all wore these special jerseys for their, the yeah. one that were they well, the one where they didn't pay anyone the amount of money that they were supposed to win. Did they they ever they ended well, up paying them. Yeah, yeah I, I do remember that was a whole controversy last year. Like one of the, whoever won the women's race was making a big stink about it and then and then i don't know it was a pile on or something like that yeah that's all i know i don't know specifics oh. wait no 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 that's no, pretty no. much it this but says it this says they were both fined dq'd from the sixth stop of the american crit cup and placed on a 72 hour suspension 
That's yeah, but three then days. Hernandez posted today, I think, that he had a he got a three month. So because he did, I think he was racing Intelligentsia Cup, mm. and then got suspended like yesterday or something. Wow. Yeah, I don't see anything about that. Yeah, he just posted it today, I guess. Okay, three months. Wow, that's that's a huge bummer. Mm. So, question is: Should uh, should crit racing? Should they have like fights allowed, like in hockey, or is this a good decision? I don't know. It sounds like this stuff used to happen all the time, like in the parking lot, <laughs> but it just was never. Filmed. What do you mean, like what, like back in the good old days or something? <laughs> In the yeah, like I've heard something. stories of fights, people kicking each other's handlebars, crazy, crazy shit in the bunch, like in the races too. Mm. But it, nobody had cameras on, so now everyone sees everything everybody does, and now it's yeah. They, were, they also used to drink whiskey and smoke Paul Malls in the. All right, well that was like way long ago. This too. was like ten years ago that I'm talking. <laughs> 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 yeah, and all these crit racers have like GoPros now, right? Yeah, even I've run a GoPro. That's how yeah. you know everyone's got a GoPro if I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, do you even post that footage anywhere? You just have it on your bike for decoration. No, you think I – like I barely know how to upload it to my computer. You think I could edit the video? <laughs> so, I guess why, I could try so why is it on your bike is, is what I'm asking. Because I watch it. You watch it just yeah, yourself. Like, like we all – we like at Armed Forces, we all had them and we watched it, the film to like – so like in football, where you, where you do like pre pre game footage or whatever. Yeah, it's like football. Dude, can you please start a YouTube channel where you post the footage and just give your commentary? Just like roll it and just talk. Yeah, yeah. Like how how they do videos of people playing video games. You should mm. do video of you watching the video, dude. You know how many people <laughs> riding the trainer would eat that up. You know, just you're sitting on your trainer and you're like, what should I watch? How about I watch Scott McGill talk about crit racing for an hour like and a half? the whole crit? Yeah. Dude, we should just do that sometime. We should just come on here. We can play one of his B-rolls of, of the crit and we'll just talk about it. Yeah. I guess. I don't like hilarious. filming, though, because, like, I want to worry about, like, the race. I don't want to have to worry about starting and stopping this camera. And the battery well, life's so shit. Whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Whatever video you got, we'll just do it. Well, that's the problem is I end up not getting any video. Because no. it sucks so much. Then what do you watch camera. afterwards? You said you watch it with your teammates. Well, usually somebody else on my team has one. <laughs> uh, okay. So we just end up watching that. But, like, yeah, I've got some footage. But I always, like, it'll either dies before the finish. Okay. Or... You should I just start. You should just start trolling everyone instead of putting a camera on the front of your bike. You should just mount something else, like super silly, like a, a can of beer or something. Mm. Probably get DQ'd. but make it look like it's a GoPro. Yeah, dude. At, at the at the mountain bike race in um, North Carolina, Carrie was going to film it, mm-hmm. and the guy at the start line made it ta- made him take his camera off. What? No cameras allowed in Why? UCI races. Oh my god. What? I think you you might be able to get it like approved or something, but yeah, apparently Dude, no if I was the race promoter, I would have looked the other way because Carrie's going to make a video about it and post it on YouTube, and then they your race is going to be more people popular. Show up to their race, they need. Yeah, more. but it, it wasn't the race promoter; it was like the guy from the oh, UCI. Oh my UCI gosh. For sure. Yeah, yeah. That, Dude, I mean, that's why is maybe that that's true because his wife is always like the one posting or like shooting videos um, of like the cross races. And it's really funny because, like, every single, like, every 10 seconds, you just hear, like, go carry, go mm-hmm. carry, like, over and over again. 
Because um, I always wondered why he never had videos from in the race, but I guess that makes sense. You just can't can't do yeah, that. Yeah, like Cross, he doesn't have any because right. he would. He films every. He made a video about the amateur Nats time trial. I, I asked him. I was like, "Dude, is that like a joke? Like, are you joking with that video? Like, is that like a meme video or something?" Didn't he's he like, not? No, even, it's a legit video. I'm like, "What? Are you, wh- who is watching that?" Didn't he not even do that well in it? I mean, no. But did you do you expect it? He was like on like a borrowed bike and shit, and he had a GoPro on his head. Did you expect him to do well? Well, he I mean, on he, his is, head? He, he is like yeah, he had it of- on his helmet, and he had like a full ass, like one of those long arrow helmets, and then he stuck a GoPro on the top. And I was like, this yeah. has to be like a meme. I'm surprised there wasn't a meme made out of it. If I knew how to make memes, I would make one, but I don't know how to do that, dude. It's not hard, dude. Just go to like memegenerator.com and. Dude, a lot of this shit with like making videos and stuff, I could probably do like so easily. I'm just don't want to learn how to do it. Mm. Like make memes, <laughs> dude. I'm gonna say that making memes is actually harder than people think. You can probably think of of two or three good cycling memes off the top of your head right now. Okay, so you made those. Now what do you do? Right. So now you got to think of funny memes, and it and it's honestly such a hassle. Dude, that's why that one guy, Sam, dude, he's yeah, so good Sam. at it. Sam Man, he has some some great memes. He's got a T-shirt that one of I bought one one of his T-shirts. It's, it's what's it say? Uh, why don't you just send him like, Harry's video and make him do a meme out of it? It's like some Star Wars or Star Trek scene or something where somebody's like looking over the shoulder, mm. somebody's shoulder, and the guy behind is labeled as um, Lifetime Grand Prix, and then the guy who's like. Shoulders being looked over is uh, labeled as like gravel pro. How many Instagram followers I have, or something like that. Like lifetimes, like yeah. looking at how many Instagram followers you mm. have. I mean, hopefully yeah, it comes in soon. It's not wrong. Thirty nice. bucks for the thing. <laughs> Adam, should we uh, should we talk about the the best gravel race that nobody knows about? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, it would have been fun if Adam came on, Roberge. Robert? That's what they kept saying. Is is that how you actually pronounce it? Is Robert? Uh, he's from French Canada, so. Maybe. Who knows? Okay, well, I'm going to say Roberge because that's what everyone else says. What if he's ever gotten his bike stolen? I don't know. Could ask him. I can guarantee that no one would have stolen his bike in the town that we raced in, though. <laughs> so so it's called the Nipomuk Gnarly. It was a 100-mile gravel race, and it was the second year that the event's been put on. Last year, I think they did a 50-mile-only race. This year, they bumped it up and did, like, a few different. I think there was a 16, a 50, and – or no, 16, a 40, and a 100. Mm. Um, so in the 40-mile race, the winner got $600. Second wow. place was 400, and third place was, like, 250 or something. So it sounds like their 40-mile gravel race had more prize money than Intelligentsia Cup. <laughs> so that's, that's just going to put that out there. Um, yeah, also, so, like, don't quote me on the prize money because I think <laughs> I glanced at it and saw two grand, and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Either way, so, it wasn't worth it for your time. There might be an overall prize. <laughs> but. Um, so anyway, so, so yeah, so this race was... Um, two grand is nothing for Scott. Scott blows two grand when he goes to the mall. 
Scott's going right. to buy two grand worth of meme shirts by the end of his time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so this race was, yeah, it was like in this just super small town called Pizik, North Dakota. Um, like, literally, I'd never heard of any of these places. It was like an hour from the closest town that I had heard of, which is Grand Forks, North Dakota, which most people have never heard of Grand Forks, North Dakota. Um, maybe you've heard of Fargo because there was a movie made about it, but that's yeah, probably I've seen, it. I've actually seen that movie. You have? Yeah, a long time ago. Okay. So Okay, so we're going to start with this. So three weeks ago, or maybe three or four weeks ago, my buddy Ken texted me and was like, yo, dude, there's this gravel race up in North Dakota and they got a huge prize purse. And in my mind, I'm like, I don't think I'm going to go up to North Dakota to win a couple hundred bucks, man. Um, then he sends it to me, and they had a $10,000 prize purse, which that it's a pet peeve of mine. It was actually $5,000 prize purse because it was 10000 split two ways. So you're only competing for 5000 But still, $5,000 prize purse split between the top three. So three grand for first place, 1500 for second, and 500 for third. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he sent me that and I like actually like looked at it, I was like, okay, uh, just signed up. Actually, I didn't sign up at that point cause I didn't sign up until two days before, but I committed to going. <laughs> um, so then I like, then I like, I don't know if we were on here or if we were on the matchbox or something, but I mentioned something about it and Dylan's like, oh yeah, they reached out to me. I think, uh, my teammate Adam's going and I was like, no way. So then like, I don't know, a few days later I checked out the bike reg and sure enough, he was on the list, but th- that was it though. Like it was, it was him. I, my buddy Ken, um, and then a bunch of locals. So, you know, this huge prize purse. And I don't know if they like, I don't know how they, they contacted you guys or something. Uh, I don't know if they just reached out to jukebox and was like, Hey, we want you to come to our race or something like that. Um, yeah. but it was super cool. Like they were so stoked that, anyone from out of town was coming to do their race. Uh, it was put on by the local priest who's like the priest of the Catholic church and mm-hmm. lifelong cyclist or something. Um, great guy. And then the, the, the whole town got behind it. There was granted, there's probably only 500 people in the town. Like it was a super small town, but like literally everyone from the town was at this race. Um, so we got up there. So I drove, Played it so last week was crazy. I ter- raced on Tuesday, played a golf tournament Thursday, drove up to North Dakota Friday, then raced Saturday. So we got up there Friday night. We like stayed in this like little hotel, and I was like reading through like the pre-race uh, information and stuff. They were talking about the course and like we were trying to figure out feed zones and like where my wife Allie was going to be on the course to like do some bottle hand ups or something like that. And it got to like the the schedule, and they were talking about. 7 a.m., the race is going to go off, and it's going to be a cannon start, okay? So, like, they were going to blow off a cannon. <laughs> and, like, that was going to be sick, right? Like, how cool is that? Uh, yeah, we actually, so we, early in the morning for a cannon to go off. Yeah, 7 a.m. Awake, but it doesn't a, matter because I'm awake, so, like, on a it's going to be sick. <laughs> yeah. So, so, like, right before bed, I'm, like, reading the schedule. I see the cannon or whatever. And then that night we, like, go to bed. And, <laughs> and at, like, 1130 this like thunder strike went off and it was like literally the loudest thing I'd ever heard in my life. It was like a bomb went off and I literally woke up and thought that I missed the start because I thought the cannon was going off. <laughs> so I like jump out of bed and I'm like, Whoa, what was that? And, and I like look over, I'm like, okay, we're still in the hotel room. And then 
I like get out of bed to go check and see like what the weather was doing. And as I'm getting out of bed, the, uh, the air conditioning came on and all I could feel was like the, the cold air blowing in my face. And I thought the window had blown out. So I, so I like yelled at my wife. I'm like, get the kid on the floor. There's a tornado. It's coming for us. And it was like, it was like this, like five minutes of just felt like apocalypse was going on, but it was like, it was just thunder at the end of the day and the air conditioning. So it wasn't really like that big of a deal, but it was like super dramatic for no reason. Dude, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, it woke me up. I was like sleeping, you know? Um, so anyways, so I don't know. I don't want to talk about the race all that much. I mean, it was, so the race starts at seven o'clock. There's like, I don't know, 30 people that roll out of town or whatever, pretty small field. Um, Adam, like, so we were both on road pedals, which was kind of concerning. So it rained a a whole bunch Friday night. It was still kind of looming and looked like it was going to rain during the race on Saturday. And I saw Adam before the start and I was like, I was like, you know, we were talking about conditions or whatever. And I was like, yeah, it sucks. Like I only brought road pedals. And he's like, oh, me too, man. He's like, whatever, we're in the same boat. And he like couldn't even get clipped in on the start. Like it took him like two or three minutes to get his foot clipped into the pedal because like he had mud on his shoe already or something. Um, but once he like got clipped, <laughs> once he got clipped in, he like just immediately went to the front and just started drilling it. Um, so like I hopped on his wheel right away and we stayed away for like two hours or so, just him and I, we put a bunch of time in on everyone else. And then we hit this mud section and coming into like coming into the mud section, like I could tell like I had quite a bit more handling skills than Adam did. So like he was leading coming into it and, and like almost immediately he started kind of getting squirrely and like I, I saw him come to a stop and I was like, sweet, this is my chance. I'm going to ride this section and like drop him. And I like rode another hundred feet or so and my bike just like clogged up and my chain fell off and I had to hop off and I like look back and Adam's like off the bike, like trying to get mud out of his bike. And I'm like trying to get mud out of my bike. And I'm like, what is going on right now? We went like a hundred feet. And I mean, Scott knows like from cyclocross, like when your bike clogs up, like there's, you can't do anything. Like there's nothing you can do about it. You like can't keep going. So, so we like, so it turned into a running race. Um, I mean, this section was like, was like maybe a quarter mile long. Like Mm. it was just like a cut through like a cornfield or something. Like it, it wasn't even supposed to be a road. I don't think, I think they just like, in order to connect one road to another road, they had to just cut through this field and it just happened to be muddy. So we had, it took us like 10 minutes probably to get our bikes cleaned off to the point where we could actually ride again. Um, and then he, he like attacked me right after that and I couldn't hang and he dropped me and then I rode 60 miles solo to the finish. And so he, he won by like 15 minutes and then I was second and then third place was like 20 minutes behind me. Hmm. Uh, but it was super, I mean, like the course was super cool. There were a couple of techie sections later on and, and actually after the race, he had told me that he, his plan was to try and attack me kind of early or like, you know, shortly after that mud section, because he could tell that my skills were better than his. So he, and he knew like he'd pre-ridden a few of these sections that were pretty technical. Um, so he wanted to like attack me and drop me before those sections. Cause he thought that I could ride it and he was going to have to walk it or something like that. And there was a video you saw Dylan of like him off his bike running through like the field. Yeah. Um, he's very, uh, he's very, keeps people on his on their toes with his social media like his post was literally like what, what's the race called again Nepo how do you Muck keep people Darley. on your toes with social media this is this is his post he's <laughs> got a video of him running and he said about nepo whatever it's called <laughs> and uh 
he didn't say anything else. And it's like oh, he, okay. won, he he won the race, and we don't know what his result is. You, don't, but you yeah, see you, a video of him running, just him running, yeah. And you're like, did you get a race ending mechanical, and you had to run? I wish that there would have been. It would have been cool if there was video, like if if he had video of me because I rode that section, mm-hmm. and uh, it would have been sweet, even more like nail biting if if he had video of me riding it, and like he put me riding it first, and like him running it, and then everyone would have been like, what happened? How did Adam Roberge not win this race? But no, he was like far enough ahead that at that point, I mean, yeah, I wasn't putting enough time in on him. Um, but so like literally the like this race, they put so much effort into putting on this race. Um, they had like a pre-race meal. You could have like breakfast before if you wanted to. Uh, I didn't cause I just don't do that. Um, but you could you have don't like, need breakfast before you, you didn't race. need breakfast. <laughs> Not like on the start line. I like got there like 20 minutes before the race started. Mm. Did you have breakfast before that? Yeah. Like two hours before that. I think oh. you should have eaten eggs and bacon 20 minutes before the start. I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe I should have, maybe I could have stayed with Adam longer if I did that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to guess no though. Uh, and then like afterwards though, they had like food trucks and like, bouncy house for the kids and they had this train set up for the kids like it was just super cool um is that how every gravel race is no fun (laughs) Fun. (laughs) (laughs) when it's 200 miles long you can't even enjoy it because you're so fucked or you Um, haven't finished yet dude don't start talking about how gravel racing isn't fun what a like our first episode we were talking about how unbound's not fun and someone was super pissed about it they let me know. Well, well all right. So, are we not going to talk about something because it's going to piss someone off? No, I want you to talk about no, it. No, 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 no. That was that was because <laughs> it was out of I context. Love off. We we were saying like I was saying like no, no pro is going to go do the race just for fun because it's way too hard. Not that not that no one does the race for fun. Like a lot of people it's do the racing fun. for fun. <laughs> no way. It's <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah. even like mountain bike racing isn't that fun unless you're winning. Is road racing fun? Yeah, it's fun at times, but sometimes it's also not fun at all. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> it's not like I'm just like smiling ear to ear the whole time. Like yeah, doing a four hour road race in the rain and cold and shit is not fun. <laughs> okay, but sometimes so, it is fun. So it sounds like gravel racing is never fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right so dude yeah. i don't know about that i i, I mean, would say once it gets long enough it's probably not fun anymore not 200 miles i mean it it depends on what your definition of fun is right i'd just know? be worried like for the first part i'd be like worried that i have to do 200 miles and then by the <laughs> end i'm like so fucked that i'm not having fun anymore <laughs> okay so it's like anxiety and then you're fucked <laughs> cool there's nothing there's no part in the middle where you're having fun like between well i've never done it before so i'm okay. just guessing you've never done any gravel race before no i've done one gravel race it was 75 miles and it was a blast because it was only yeah, 75 yeah. miles yeah and he and he won and i won <laughs> undefeated you're undefeated at gravel <laughs> yeah yeah so so actually after there's this race the one of the like the people who's put on the race they were talking about how next year they wanted to add like a 200 mile version Oof. and both both adam and i were like that's a that's a bad idea like you're not gonna get you're not gonna get some of us like to come in and do a 200 mile race in the middle of 
you know, North Dakota, like mm-hmm. in the middle of the season. It was like a hundred yeah. miles, like fine. And it was like the gravel was super slow. I've never ridden slower gravel in my life. Um, well, it, it took was muddy. Yeah, it wasn't. There were there were there was probably only a mile of mud total. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, was it was, just it, because it was like it was like ch- sandy. super chunkier. Oh, no, no, no it was like sandy. So like so it, it had rained the night before, mm-hmm. and then it was kind of raining during the race at times too. So like the sand was just like it felt like you were riding on the beach or something. Mm-hmm. Like it was just super slow. Adam's winning time was five hours and 40 minutes. And I was like, yeah, that is slow. Five hours and 50 some minutes. Yeah. Did you get second? Yeah, I was second. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, it does sound fun now that I think about it. It it actually, I mean, it, it would have been sick if, if there were more people, like if, if we had, there were like 10 guys to work with at the front mm-hmm. and it, and it would have made it spicier. Um, I mean, it was like, I rode 60 miles solo. Like I literally didn't see anyone else for 60 miles. Like, sure. Yeah. I don't know. Doesn't, I mean, it was, I mean, it felt more like a training ride at that point, but, it, but I mean, I don't know. I guess it's still fun. Yeah. I, I was, be, I was kidding about riding through sand sounding fun. Yeah, I know <laughs> that, that, you, that part wasn't fun. Can you bring like headphones with you in these things so that when oh, you're yeah. by yourself for 60 I mean, miles, I don't know if you, you can, can but them. I do. Did, yeah. Did, oh. uh, did, you have arrow bars or did Adam have arrow bars? Oh my god. There he goes again. Neither of us had arrow bars. <laughs> was it an arrow bar course? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. arrow bars would have would have been heavily used. So the the course was 100 miles and only 2500 feet of climbing. And then a lot, so a lot of just flat straight roads. Mm. It was cool though. I mean, I I would recommend it that the people in the town were were super welcoming and nice. Um, What's the town called? Pizik, P-I-S-E-K, North Dakota. Hmm. This guy, you should come next year. Dude, I can't do all these races. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a gravel bike. Dude, I've got two. You can just, you can, one of them's single speed, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's something um, Dylan would do. Dylan, you, yeah, you, I mean, you used to ride at single speed? Yeah, I did, back in the day. Wow. Gravel? No, gravel wasn't even a thing. Okay. Single mountain single bike? speed mountain bike, yeah. So you retired was... before you retired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dylan just grew up in the retirement like <laughs> Yeah. No. I thought I yeah. Thought I was super cool riding with one gear. You know. That sounds I feel like not uh fun. I feel like single speed mountain biking is kind of dying out, to be honest with you. For like, good I, reason. They have <laughs> gears. <laughs> now they have twelve gears. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I think single speed mountain biking was at its peak like ten ish years ago. Yeah, it's probably because mountain bikes kind of sucked in general. So it's like if it's if you're going to be on a sucky bike, might as well be on a single speed bike. Yeah, I mean, ten years ago they weren't that bad. You know, We're ten years ago, about- so 2012. Okay, I was thinking like 15 years ago. Yeah, I don't know. I it's just like the where I grew up there were a lot of single speeders and maybe this is just my perception looking back on it, but I felt like the single speeders were the badasses. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just like remembering. I think the single speeders would still tell you that they're the badasses. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I only race single speed cyclocross for the most part. So I can say that. mm. 
you can say that you're a badass. Well, I can make fun of other single speeders. <laughs> right. I can make fun of them too. <laughs> yeah, but people are going to shit on you for it. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's dumb. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's kind of like handicapping yourself for no reason, right? Yeah, the, Unless the funniest you're, like, part... Super- Cheap like or something, I, or. I always like I'll, I'll hear people who like like I'll, I'll show up to a cross race and I'll, I'll have my single speed and they're like oh I've always wanted to try single speed it's like you can you just don't mm-hmm. shift yeah like, you don't Good need point. a single speed bike to try single speed just just don't shift for an entire day and I guarantee you probably will not want to get a single speed bike after that <laughs> I've seen uh, people in races like single speed races just they just zip tie their shifter pa- like yeah. paddle to their bar. Yeah. And then they're yeah. allowed to do the single speed. I used to ride a uh, fixed gear quite a bit too. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like a mountain bike? I did ride fixed gear mountain bike and road. Well, like in college or something? No. This was like when I was, I don't know, 15, 16. Mm. Oh, that's when you were in dc still right yeah back was there like I a was... fixy like underground race community there uh like I, wouldn't, cat racing or anything? I wouldn't call it race community um there was like a s- subgroup of single speed mountain bikers that did fixed gear mountain biking and they were the most badass mm. like single speeders were badass and then Fixed gear mountain bikers were like a level above that. You know what I'm saying? Did they even have brakes or did they just? Uh, Most of the time they had a front brake because it's actually, I mean, you can imagine it's pretty dangerous to fix gear mountain bike without like the only brake is your fixed gear. (laughs) I've never tried it. Sounds awesome though. (laughs) Sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's okay. I guess. (laughs) Trail builders would probably hate that though because you just have to skid everywhere <laughs> yeah skid everywhere and smashing your pedals into things um yeah i don't know i mean honestly i didn't do a lot of skidding but i don't know i get i can barely remember doing dude, it dude what's the point of fixed gear if you're not skidding everywhere <laughs> did you wear like jeans and like no shirt <laughs> no <laughs> um yeah. I feel like I feel like uh 15-year-old Dylan if uh if he saw the kind of bikes that I ride now, he'd be disgusted. I'm disgusted. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh cool. Well, um should we get to listener questions? Do we have any? Yeah, Scott Wait, hit it Adam, up. Adam, did you see uh did you see that crash in the women's Tour de France? No. You didn't see it? I it was it today? I didn't check Instagram today. Uh no, it was either yesterday or the day before. Uh, I haven't was, checked Instagram like, for the So there was just like a normal <laughs> crash and then this one girl just comes full, like I think she was like trying to like shoot the gap in between the people and like didn't touch the brakes and then just smacks here, Adam, look it up real quick. Just yeah, look I'm, it up. I'm gonna, we'll, we'll just, it's we'll like, get, oh, that's like a normal crash, and then she just comes flying in and, like, like she, uh, like, skit, slides on the road. You can see, like, a streak mark on the road. Shocking crash at Tour de France Femmes. 
I don't want a free trial. Come on. Dylan, are you eating oh, here on the we podcast? Go. Nobody wants can to you, listen to you eat. Can you hear it? Whoa! Wow. That was insane. Wait Dude, she must it. not have even seen the crash or something. She came in like she 100 either, miles an hour. She either had her head down or she was like, wow. <laughs> just didn't hit the brakes and was like, I'm just going to shoot this gap. Right? <laughs> to not slow down. Could a bunny okay. hunt. Wow. That was insane. But like the people in front of her like came to a complete stop without crashing and then she just comes <laughs> flying through. <laughs> yeah. Where was she at? Like in the field. <laughs> She she must have been at the back and then way like saw way the crash. at the back because there were a lot of women that already came through at this point. Yeah, and the crash was like towards the back. Maybe she was mm-hmm. yeah coming from the cars and had a bunch of momentum or something, and then just was so going was way the, faster. The I don't know. Okay, the funniest part is the uh, race or one of the I don't know team directors or something totally ate shit trying to run up there. That was pretty funny. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, so, so what happened? Like, did, did anyone get hurt or anything? Yeah. The girl she hit, uh, couldn't finish. And she was like one of the favorites for the podium. Wow. Uh, the FDJ girl. Yeah. So, and so then, like I, I just slowed it down and, and she hits someone before she like clips this girl before she hits the girl that's on the ground and like totally like her bike came completely out from under her. Mm. That's insane. I've never and seen then her, like And this. then her bike goes flying into the field. Like 20 feet away. Is that her bike or someone else's bike? No, someone else's bike. Someone, there, there, was, a, there was a girl who crashed on the left side in the grass. And her bike went flying. <laughs> I'm looking at like the aerial view, like from the helicopter. So I don't know if there's like a different view. Uh, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I felt, you- I felt like there were less crashes in general in the, uh, the men's Tour de France this year. I don't know if that's correct, but I just seemed like it was, there were less. It looks like it was so fucking hard that nobody was like punched up. Like it was yeah. always yeah. full gas. I don't know. I mean, there was someone that cobbled stage, right? I mean, that's to be expected, though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe that's true. Uh, Scott, right. were you going to talk about the? Women's Tour de France, anything else, or was that it? No, that was it. I don't know. <laughs> you want to... Um, you got some listener questions? Wanna, yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts? Is this, it, is, this this, is this like the same dude sending questions in every week? No, this is a different guy. Oh, sweet. Okay, cool. His name's Brian. <laughs> um, this kind of goes back to what we're talking about with Leadville. Okay. What are your thoughts on suspension stems or seat posts for gravel bikes? Or a hardtail mountain bike, I guess. Um, I don't know. You look like a complete Fred. I thought you didn't care. You look like a Fred anyways <laughs> with your arrow socks and shit. So I thought you didn't care about that. <laughs> uh, okay, here's the thing about the seat post, right? Because if the if the seat post is moving up and down, that's screwing up your saddle, your saddle height, which supposedly is correct. And then it goes down... And now it's not correct, right? Yeah, but wasn't the conclusion in your satellite video that it could be within like a four centimeter range and not affect your... Dude, you watch that video? No, (laughs) you just told me about it. (laughs) I don't watch your videos. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, I mean, there's a range. There's a range, sure, right? But like, 
um, I don't know. I wouldn't. I, w- I wouldn't want my saddle height to be changing while I'm riding. Is what I'm saying. Okay. I mean, what do you think? Would you want your saddle height to be changing while you're riding? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I think I think that's the, that's one of the worst things you could put on your bike. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, and then as far as the suspension stem goes, mm, I don't know. I mean, maybe for certain courses it'd be okay. What does that even look like? Uh, they so they come the, they come in all different shapes and sizes. Yeah, it depends. But like like an example is like the specialized diverge. That's their like oh, gravel bike. Yeah, like one, oh okay. And it's got like a spring underneath the stem, and it looks so dumb because you can't slam the stem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like seriously, you never make that bike look cool. Um, it's not about looking cool. With the arrow socks again. <laughs> Do you think arrow socks don't look cool? I think they look sick. No, but what else am I going to make fun of you for? Arrow bars. Do you think arrow bars look cool? Uh, no, but you're already on a gravel bike, so you don't look cool. Regardless. <laughs> Dylan, I, I am. I am going to test out a pair of arrow bars this week on my mountain oh. bike for Leadville. Oh, all right. Yeah. Which? Uh, what are you going with? I don't know. They're 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 short, stubby ones, like the the kind mm-hmm. that you can use in like ITU triathlons. Yeah, I think that's probably a good call because they're probably lighter than normal arrow bars. Arrow bars can actually be quite heavy, depending yeah. on which ones I didn't, you get. And I didn't want it to like screw up like the way the bars felt, like handling wise. I've run full on, like full length arrow bars on my mountain bike before, and I didn't think it screwed it up at all. But everyone's mm-hmm. different, I guess. All right, Scott, what's next? Dylan's going to freak out at this one. (laughs) (laughs) Shaved legs, does it make a difference, or do you just like how it feels? Both. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so, dude, I didn't shave my legs for so long because I was like, this is just something that cyclists do to, like, try to fit in with other cyclists. You know what I mean? And every reason that people would give me, like, oh, it's better for massage or it's better for road rash or whatever. I was just like, I mean, that's not a good reason. Like, dude, skateboarders, skateboarders are are wiping out every single time they try a trick for like 50 attempts until they landed on the 51st attempt and they don't shave their legs. Yeah, but no one's ever asked them to shave their legs. Maybe maybe they should. They also, dude. Maybe they'd clear that ten like, stair, yeah. that ten gap, or whatever <laughs> ten set. If they if they had a little more speed, mm, and they're not going that fast to get road oh. rash, right? Dude, have you are, ever, are you, dude? Are you saying that what? skateboarders don't get road rash from just slamming themselves on the sidewalk constantly? Yeah, but like a like, all right. Sure, I'm sure there's cases where they're like long boarders who are going down the hill and they get a bunch of road rash. Yeah, I'm sure. But like like skateboarding in like a park, you just like land and just stop. You know, like sliding on the ground. And yeah. a lot of times they wear pants. And they don't even wear helmets. So they obviously don't give a fuck about their safety or anything sure. like that. So, sure. That's a so bad so, example. So cyclists for a long time didn't wear helmets, but they still shaved their legs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's true. I don't know. Every single faster. Dude, every single reason that people would give me, I was like, oh, this is stupid. This is dumb. This is dumb. And then somebody was like, it's more aerodynamic. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll shave my legs now. (laughs) 
Um, and then it like wasn't a, and, and the moment I started shaving my legs, I started shaving my arms as well. Like it wasn't even a question. I was like, well, if shaving your legs is faster, shaving your arms has got to be faster too. And I'm going to do them both. I think I've said that on this podcast already, but yeah. What else you so got, Scott? What, was there, was there questions specifically, is it faster or what Or Like, why do you shave your legs? That was what? it. I read it word for word. Okay. Yeah. It's faster. Okay. Next, and next what do you eat, nice. what do you like, eat the night the night before and the morning of a race? The night hmm. before and the morning of a race? I mean I eat oatmeal every single morning and that includes At race like four morning. in the morning. He'll wake me up when I'm standing at his house dinging the bowl with his spoon, fucking eating oatmeal. <laughs> do do you do uh hot oatmeal or, or like overnight oats? Uh I just put pop it in the microwave. What's so the point hot. of the overnight oats? Because it's cold. <laughs> that sounds hot oatmeal. It sounds kind of gross. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. No, dude, I like it better because I have bad acid reflux and hot stuff in the morning just doesn't jive well. Really? Hmm. I've never done the overnight oats. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like this guy's question is kind of more of a. Is this like a, a training related question that we should be answering on Matchbox? No, it's what you eat. <laughs> so, so, what, Dylan, what do you eat the night before? Uh, I'm not super picky. I just want it to be mostly carbohydrates. So, and by not super picky, I'm a vegan, so I'm actually incredibly picky. Yeah. Like, do you have to do you bring your own food then? Because you never know what you're going to be able to find no. in town. No, not necessarily. There are some towns like some of these gravel races are in the middle of nowhere and they have like not only do they not have vegan food, but it's like they don't have food in general. And I'm like, how do these <laughs> people in this town survive? It's like there a dollar nothing, general, it's a lot of people nothing survive, to eat. Badly. Yeah, like the dude, the grocery store, like they won't even have peanut butter, right? Or like the only peanut butter they have is like the hydrogenated vegetable oil one, and I'm like, All right, is this for real right now? <laughs> Wait, what did you? What word did you just say? Hy- hydrogenated vegetable oil, dude. You got to eat that Jif Natural. <laughs> that that that's just like standard peanut butter, right? Yeah, some, some so, peanut butter is just peanuts. So peanuts. I, I mean. I get the peanut butter that's just the only ingredients is peanuts, and sometimes they have. That's like the one you got to mix with like a knife or something. Yeah, are you saying are you saying you eat Jif right now? Just no, dude, Skippy. <laughs> dude, don't you Skip. eat Jif? Yeah, all right, all right. Here's a or Jif is fine, but it's got to be crunchy, and if if it's got honey in it, it's even better. I, I showed up to Dylan's house once, and he had probably seven or eight massive jars of peanut butter with like barely any peanut butter out just out <laughs> on the counter because like by the time it came to like scrape the last bit out he would just open a new one but right. then he was like didn't and it happened like seven or eight but he didn't want to throw it away because it still had a little bit of peanut butter in it. he just left it there was this uh was this in the brief period of time that i was single yeah yeah there's a lot of gross things that happen when I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott, what what about you? Do you what do you have like a go-to pre-night? Um or- No, and I think it's better not to have a go-to because like what Dylan was saying, like you don't want to be like stuck with your th- like you need to be flexible. Totally. Especially yeah. the races I'm doing, because like 
when the race provides the food, you have no idea what you're ever going to get. You're at a hotel, mm-hmm. you know, you like you're eating at the hotel. Um, you have no idea what time it's going to be. And I always like travel with a piece, like a Tupperware container on my own spoon or fork so that I can then I can take food from the buffet and have food with me. But yeah, like I'm pretty much what Dylan said, some kind of carbohydrate based. I don't know. I mm-hmm. try not to eat like, like if it's breakfast, I'm, I don't want to eat like a, like a plate of pasta. Like you'll see the Italians and like the Spanish guys, they'll just eat pasta for breakfast. What's wrong with that? It's just not a breakfast food. I don't. I don't <laughs> what do you eat? So what do you, what do you eat for breakfast? Like some type of oatmeal or cereal or maybe like bread product or something like that. Yeah, um, dude, I think I, I saw an interesting stat that like something like sixty or seventy percent of top level. I, I'm totally butchering the percentage and this whole stat in general. Don't take my word for it, but well, like most stats are just made up anyways. <laughs> sure. A bunch of top a, a surprising number of top level endurance athletes, their go-to breakfast is oatmeal. Oatmeal kind of sucks to be honest though, <laughs> even though I eat it. It's like not Dude, that's what? why I eat Cheerios. It's like the better version of oats. When I was when I was like super poor, uh, right after I graduated college, I would have I ate oatmeal like three or four times a day, pretty frequently. It is super cheap. What do you eat, Adam? Uh, almost every morning, I just eat Cheerios, <laughs> honey nut Cheerios, mm. cow's milk or plant milk. Plant milk. Nice. So I, I have a lactose intolerance. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. Um, but I take like these like dairy pills, so they're like lactase pills. But I don't like to do that before a race because I sometimes it like works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Um. So I. But but like if if I so I, I mean I usually travel with like a box of cereal and a thing of oat milk or something. If I don't have oat milk, then I'll usually just do water. And that's fine. Water. <laughs> water and Cheerios. I've done that. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, along with the super poor thing. <laughs> it's a funny story. Um. When I like when I was at stay, I was staying at Dylan's house last winter for a while. Mm-hmm. And I would buy. I don't even know if you know this, Dylan. I would buy the like. You know how almond milk has like the different calorie ones, where it's basically yeah. just like one's watered down. Yep. Yeah, I would. <laughs> so I want. I want. I like the thirty calorie one, but I would just buy the eighty calorie one and then water it down myself. Dude, oh that's my freaking God. genius! <laughs> I never thought of that. That is genius. You, it's I, like two for one. Like how little almond milk you actually need to make like the cereal taste fine like Dude, that's why I, that's why that's why every morning yeah every morning i end up eating two bowls of cereal because there's like i don't i don't use all the milk that's in it so i just pour another bowl yeah but you wow. can just like splash some almond milk and fill the rest with water and not even notice it <laughs> but if it's totally. almond water you yeah. notice right yeah or like sometimes if we run out of almond milk but we've got like almond creamer i'll just put like a dash of almond creamer and then water and it's like perfect yeah. mm. it's freaking awesome yeah and then so so, so then yeah. The night before just depends on what day of the week I'm racing cuz I have like a weird tradition where I only eat pizza on Friday nights. Mm. So if I race Saturday then I eat pizza the night before, but if I race on Sunday then I just eat whatever. Nice. What kind of pizza? Meat lovers. Uh go to is pepperoni, but I'll do anything. 
Dylan's gonna go throw up after this podcast. <laughs> Dude, apparently, apparently, uh, Alvin Licata, uh, when he broke the Leadville record, went under six hours. Like his his meal the night before was just a steak. It was like no carbohydrates. What a boss! I think I think they were like trying to do the keto thing. Mm. What else you got, Scott? Is that it? Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Sick. That was a good one. Yeah, those were some good questions. Dylan, are you are you up in Leadville again? I am currently in Keystone, Colorado. Sick. Um, I've got an altitude sickness there before. I threw up on a gondola. What, like skiing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty high up here, so. Yeah, watch out. Yeah, so I'm excited to check out some of these trails. I think... We've got a place for two weeks before Leadville, so I've already ridden the Leadville course, but I'll ride it some more. Not that you really need to ride it a ton of times. Like, Is that not, close to Leadville? Uh, mm. Yeah, I think it's like 45 minutes away. Yeah. That's like right next door for Colorado. Sure. So it takes forever to get anywhere there. Well, let's wrap it up. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, good pod. See you guys. 